Yo, this is Zero from El Vu and LA Natives Podcast. And I'm happy to announce that Malinali Superfoods now has a storefront location. And we invite all our community to come and partake in our family recipes, in our ancient foods, and in our intention. Our intention is to gather our community, to share the wisdom of our ancestors, but most of all, have a place to be ourselves. So we invite you to come to 4528 Whittier Boulevard in the heart of East Los Angeles. So come, stop by, enjoy our awas, our superfood smoothies, our nutrient powders, and understand that food is our medicine. Our ancestors were brilliant engineers, and they created strong, powerful foods that we share with the community. Aho, Ometeo, Tonansi, Tonato. Nuestro sol se ha ido. Nuestro sol se ha ocultado y nos ha dejado sumidos en las sombras. Pero sabemos que volverá a salir. I travel through the Aztec calendar ages I speak the tongue of mystic sages Escaped all your prisons and all of your cages I live the evolution of human stages From hunter-gatherer to great mathematician I built the pyramids in complex position underneath the heavens I left the map of stars, follow the red road It isn't that hard, it just takes all of your will And the warrior skill never to spill The sacred blood that fills and courses through my veins I carried all of the pain, I carried the heavy chain Of a conquered people for 500 years We have never been equal, deported immigrant In my own land, neglected orphan Who don't understand why their mom and dad Had to come home for days, hungry and alone Left in the days, put your hand over your heart And repeat after me this is starting to look like Nazi Germany Murdering the peaceful with police brutality And the racist Congress passes bills against the poor Silent weapons for silent wars But my heart stays pure and my love endures With my maton unseen I will find the cure With my grandfather Tawadi my intentions stay strong And my soul belongs to the line of stars Deep in the Milky Way in the Nipi I pray For the warriors of heart to come and take away With this first I'll slay the animals of the Atlachinoli sun has come our way Lead your family to a brand new day Lead your family to a brand new day Dejaron para nosotros nuestros venerables abuelos Y con ese mismo cariño y empeño Hemos de inculcárselo a nuestros hijos Para que ellos lo enseñen A los hijos de sus hijos de sus hijos Y no olvidemos decirles y enseñarles ¿Cómo será? ¿Cómo se reunirá? ¿Cómo tomará fuerza? ¿Y cómo concluirá nuestra gloriosa Nahua su grandioso destino?
sol se ha ido. Nuestro sol se ha ocultado y nos ha dejado sumidos en las sombras. Pero sabemos que volverá a salir. Yo, yo. Yo, that was Zero's new mixtape, guys. Make sure you guys check it out on Bandcamp. Absolutely. Man, I'd be bumping it. Don't forget this song. I'd be bump, bumping it weekly. Yeah. Bro. It's it's such <laughs> Thanks, it's such bro. good medicine. Yeah. Thank you, um, bro. To listen to. La Sasla Native Podcast. Yeah, and sh- and thanks, shout out to the to chat that's, you know, showing love on, I'm sure they're saying because the song. But, you know, thank you. I really appreciate it. I appreciate anybody that tunes into LA Natives because all we're doing is gathering as a group of individuals who have realized that they need they need to make changes, right? And those changes are natural. They happen in nature. Changes happen all the time. You know, we go from fall to winter to spring to summer, so on and so forth. So that's what we're gathering to do. Today we have some you have two guests, right? Introduce yourself. My name's Fonzo. I'm from uh, Tracy, California. I live out in Stockton um, right now, so um, I'm juiced to be here. So I, I always you. like talking to people from from that place, the central um, California, because yeah. um, one of the members of El Vu came from uh, Modesto. Okay. So that's that area. 209. You know? <laughs> that whole <laughs> yeah. area. And, yeah. and um, those individuals, you know, unfortunately get landlocked inside uh, a bubble. Yeah. And, and, and since, you know, that, again... The reason why LA Natives is here, the yeah. reason why LA Natives is existing is to bring out these brothers from these different areas because we've went as far as what? Treaty Six territory in Saskatchewan, that's Dakota Bears territory. Yeah. So uh, whether you are a recognized native or a displaced native, yeah. um, or you're seeking that road, here we are. Yeah. Once again. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome. Um and Hi, I'm Tina. So I'm also from Northern California. From the Bay Area, yay! Mm-hmm. So I was happy to be here with you. I am an active Brown Beret from BBNO, Brown Beret National Organization, which is one of the first founded Brown Beret units um, back in the 60s during the civil rights era. So I'm sure some folks have read about them historically. I'm honored to be here, to be active in my community, and just talk with y'all today. Well, what I like about it is that, you know, you got, you know, Almost all of California covered here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. statewide. Right here. Yeah, of course. It's, it's it's beautiful to you know bring everybody here to this centralized place called Los Angeles. You know, yeah. um, shout out to the Tungvas, the Tungva land, and the Quiche land, and all native land. You know, so um, I think a lot of it though sometimes just. Not to, it's like geography, but yeah. we all got so many similarities. Yeah. We just no. don't realize it till we make, like you said, you went all the way up to Washington. We yeah. don't realize it till, like, oh man, we got so many things in common. Like, we would yeah. have never known. You know but I mean? it is different. Yeah. It's very different. I mean, like, mm-hmm. um, I love the unity that's in that central and northern California vibe. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of unity. But then again, there's a lot more whites out there. You know, oh, it's yeah. not as it's not as it's not like as luxurious <laughs> yeah. as Los Angeles, where you can go left, right, east, west, north, south. You're gonna find somebody brown. Yeah, you know, it's it. I I know that there's restrictions. It's a lot of farmers where I'm from, Tracy. Yeah, yeah, See, a lot, so, yeah. But then there's a lot of rasa and a lot yeah. of, a lot of people that 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 identify what what we're doing. Yeah, right, and that's healing the family mm. through our own ways, through yes. our own understandings, and trying to erase what was imposed on us. 
as long as we're erase what, what's imposed on us or try our best to erase these things and reevaluate them and see if they even serve purpose in your life because that's all you've been taught, then that's what we're gathering for. So it's an honor to have both of you. Mm-hmm. It's an honor to have this show once again. It always, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, uplifts my spirits. And whenever I see that chat go on, I don't care if there's only five, you know, people saying something. I want those five people to really express themselves and say as many things as they need to because this is your show, not mine. Absolutely. You know? So I met Fonzo on tour while I was on with with Conejo. I was tour managing for Conejo. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the city that, that I met you in? Caldwell, Caldwell Idaho. Idaho. Shout know. out yeah, Caldwell. Yeah. <laughs> It was long dope. way away from home. Yo, it was around, a dope man. show. It was actually a dope show, yeah. you know, for you know, King Legend. For for what yeah. it was at, at yeah. the King Legend. And then something caught my attention as soon as I bumped into the kid. Like his merch table and the shirts and the message that he was pushing. Go ahead and break that down, Fonzo. So um I I started making merchandise. It started out as Free Minds, which is faith, respect, everyone, everywhere, manifest, ideas, never defeated souls. It's a free-thinking movement to just be yourself, accept who you are, be open to new ideas, be open to just be open, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I got involved in some uh, Black Lives Matter um, actions out in Stockton. And um, from there... I started to think like, well, what do like like brown people go through? Like my people, and I came across uh, some articles and different things about um, they were doing all these things to children, refugee children from other countries, right? Um, adults too, which um, kids it, in cages. Yeah, kids in cages. So it turns out they did this to natives too in the the schools they had in Canada, mm-hmm. which I think there's a lot of similarities, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, I started to think like, well, how do I get involved? Like, how do I do something, you know, I already had merchandise, so I decided let me try to put uh, maybe no more kids in cages on a shirt or something just to try to let people know that this is, because initially I thought um, in 2020, like, there's no way, like, that. there's no way, like, you know, and it turns out, like, yes, you know, it's just not being publicized or people are trying to just not share all the information so people could take direct action to fix it, so, um, but yeah, I, I put it on a shirt. Um, I first had just the Mexico flag because I'm of Mexican descent. and um, But I knew it was uh, Honduras, um, you know, El Salvador, Guatemala, a bunch of other countries, you know. So, um, but yeah, so that's kind of, I was trying to raise awareness. Um, I didn't realize that, I thought it was So more, it became uh, a brand? So the brand's still Free Minds, but everything else is an extension of that. So this was to raise so like awareness. like a subdivision of it? Yeah, yeah, to, to raise awareness. I did write like uh, some papers, there were one sheets to give information, facts, data, organizations to get involved in. And that was during... Um, and did you donate the money or did you just kind of make more merchandise with it? So what we did is uh, just the merchandise went into rallies. Mm. I okay. organized uh, a rally in Stockton, Sacramento, uh, Fresno, Bakersfield. Oh, so it's attached to like an activism movement. Yeah, yeah. So done. the shirts was just a part of it. Like, And, to, and how many people responded to it? Uh, well... The response was mixed. So I thought, okay, no more kids in cages. People are going to be all for, like, supporting, like, not doing bad things to children. Because I, I I barely got involved coming into sobriety mm-hmm. and being like, man, I missed out on a lot. Like, this has all been going on. Like, where was I at? So to think, I was kind of naive thinking people would care, like, their human side, and mm-hmm. to come out, no, we're 
we believe in this political party or uh, one of the common things was, well, their parents shouldn't have brought them here or mm -hmm. Obama built the cages or all these things. I was like, what? Like, and I had to rethink, like, I thought everybody was going to be supportive of, of making sure children were okay. Right. And for some reason, I had to, like, kind of just learn to uh, respond to certain things and try to further bring out the humanity of it because it's not like a, a political thing to me. It's a matter of children are being taken advantage of in numerous ways and then people try to give the abusers a pass by saying, oh, no, their parents should have, shouldn't have brought them there and so it's all right in this situation. And then when I talk to people and say, well, would you, you're basically giving them a pass? Hmm. And most people will go, oh, well, no. I was like, no, yeah, you are. Like, we need to get to the root of why people are allowed to do this and why more people ain't outraged. So, but to touch the. the That's the a long road because, you know, yeah. that, that would have to take the United States government to take responsibility for all of its torturous tactics towards oh, indigenous yeah. people of this land. Like, there's a reason why we call ourselves Mexican. You yeah. know, there's a reason why we're labeled these things because we are, have been displaced for at least 200 years. That's, I mean, and that what that means is that they abducted children, they whether they abducted them or um, uh, sequestered them or took them away from their mom and dad for any reason, yeah, which is happening a lot in the reservations. Yeah. Has hap has been happening since con uh, concentration camps called reservations have been established. Mm -hmm. So there's not a, a surprise that there's this type of policy dealing with um, immigrants coming from other, you know, third world countries. Yeah. It, it, it's to be expected. But I understand what, what's, what's interesting to me is that, you know, how old are you? Uh, the, how old am I? 38? <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't even know how no, old but I am. Like, look, yeah. And then you didn't get to this information until how old were you when you got to this information? Shoot, 35? Yeah, 35. Yeah. You see, like, like we go so far into our life. Yeah. Not understanding the tactics of governments that are trying to oppress indigenous communities. Yeah. Just because we no longer have a tribe attached to us or a, 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 an ID card doesn't mean we're not of those people. Yeah. So they treat us accordingly, but they put us in different places called projects, ghettos, whatever you want to call it. It's the same thing. You get you get um, policed in the same way. Yeah. So what I'm. What I like or what I'm hearing of what I like is that there's this new movement attaching itself to humanity. Humanity, right? exactly. The humanity of treating children right. But we can't be naive and say this is just this barely started. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. this has been the policy of the American Since government. The and best Since believe the, the people who actually push back on it like, hey, uh, a zero, well, uh, Obama built the cages before Trump. Yeah. Like, it, like we all know who those people are, right, Zero? Look. It's like deflection, though, to not get a solution because you start talking about side topics and then all of a sudden you're like it's talking about this two and that. It's like wings of the same bird. Yeah. I mean, and then it just becomes like, you know, it's kind of like I, I kind of those type of things I kind of attribute to like people who talk about sports, right? About the Super Bowl that's already over, but they uh -huh. still start talking about like how this quarterback should have did this pass or they should have put this runner in or he should have kicked the field goal and we would have won and we're better than you if they would have had this guy. It, and what are we talking about? Yeah, exactly. It's like fantasy land. And yeah. it gets the mm -hmm. same way in that arena when it comes to talking politics or the policy of individuals who exploit people. 
Yeah. Let's just call it what it is. It's just people who have money. They invest in whatever. They guard it and they exploit. That's yeah. the, that's been uh, colonialism 101. That's been here for a very long time. Even before, and I'll even go as far as to say, like, you know, when the Africans came, right? Like the Moors. The Moors have been here for a while. You know, that's been proven, you know? It doesn't mean they're the original people. It doesn't mean that I'm saying that. You know, I'm not trying to erase our identity because our identity is indigenous and that's all the things I've ever learned and touched. And the way they touched my heart was through love. So it really penetrated me. And that's what I exemplify. Yeah. So, and and in that is the essence of humanity. Yeah. Right? The essence of that humanity. Because think about it. We're talking about individuals who feel nothing for a child who is in a, literally a cage. Well, I, I think a lot of it too, though, is because um, there's sympathy and there's empathy. So we have so many things going on, whether it's police brutality, it could be any, anything, and then someone can go, I don't have nothing to do with me. Right. And then walk away. There's more people that, that don't have nothing to do with situations to where if they cared or spoke up, it would change. But that's where it's like humanity bringing back empathy to be like, I don't know any refugee from another country or anybody. Mm-hmm. I, all of my people around me are Caucasian or whatever. But... That's messed up. What if it was us fleeing a situation that was created by the country that we live in and we were seeking refuge somewhere else out of out of desperation? We just need help. We just want to because if you look at uh, we go back to Europeans coming here, right? They weren't coming here on a heroic mission or anything like that. They came here and committed atrocities. So you got people from from wherever, uh, Honduras, El Salvador are coming here, and they're coming here just trying to just get a better situation, but aren't committing atrocities, just trying to stay under the radar, just trying to feed their families, just trying to get some breathing space. And sometimes I don't want to, maybe some people have maybe a spoiled point of view to think, well, why don't they just call an Uber? Why don't they just this or justify like these easy First world solutions that just they can't put themselves in someone else's situation. Be well, like, Damn, let's, what would let's it try take? to let's try to put them in that yeah. situation because. But what it is is what would it take? How would what would if you don't what would it take for you to go flee America and go somewhere else? Because that's what they're they doing. Don't even, they don't even have to do that. They could look at any documentary that tracks a family or a child or anyone. That's deciding to come from as far as El Salvador. Yeah. Track their road. Look at any documentary that tracks a person coming all the way and crossing. Because you go, oh, he's crossing like El Salvador. It's like crossing from Mexico to the U.S. And it's not. No. Sin Nombre is a great film if folks want to watch to see. And that's just, I mean. The horrific yeah, story. It's heavy, the, but it's great film. Like, it, it, to... to we go, oh, look, they're just in cages. That's their, they're probably relieved from the journey they just came from. Yeah. They're probably going, don't say anything. Just, I'm, not, I'm not trying to be presumptuous, no. but what I'm saying is the horrific road that they got to to get to this place where it's a cage and someone's feeding them and giving them a mylar blanket. And, and yes, there is a lot of exploitation happening. This is a capitalist system. They'll figure out a way to make money off of it. Right. 
they'll they'll figure it out. Yeah. I you actually know? toured a center in Northern California. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's housing children that have been funneled and trafficked through ICE because that's what's going on, right? They are mm. kidnapping and trafficking these children. Make no, no mistake about it. And the facility I went to in Northern California, they get $5.7 million annually in federal funds to house 19 kids. Mm. 19 children, what are you doing with all this money? Mm. And so when uh, I had the privilege of touring this facility with my mentor, um, Rest in Power, Al Rojas, uh, it was just beyond me. I, I looked at the conditions and they literally have them running a shoe program. They have the kids there on 23 hours lockdown. They have one hour of outside time. Um, absolutely no type of education to their natural languages. Cause a lot of these kids come from farm, you know, farming territories where Spanish is not their primary language. And you have these Anglo administrators saying, oh, well, these are MS-13 kids, putting that on their jacket and pushing them through the system, which ultimately, you know, risks their lives. And when I was having these talks with um, these higher ups, you know, asking them, well, how are you communicating with them when you clearly don't even speak their language? Like blank stares. You know, what are you doing with the money? Blank stares. Where are all the little girls at? Blank stares. A lot of my research is on femicide and exploitation of indigenous children. And according to U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement, their own data says, you know, majority of folks migrating, migrating, quote unquote, migrating, right? Although these are natural inhabitants, indigenous relatives to this continent, but they're migrating into the U.S. border are girls and women. Um, When I was in that facility, there was not one little girl. When you look at the news, who do you see? You see primarily men and boys. So if the majority are women and girls, where are they at? And you have all these reports coming out about, oh, they've lost 6,000 kids, 8,000 kids, 10,000 kids, and, oh, we just don't know where they're at. I mean, these are not socks. How do you lose thousands of brown children? But like y'all said, you know, since the inception of the United States, this is what this colony has been operating on. You know, the brown womb is the biggest threat to white supremacy. Make no mistake of it. So you'll see these reports of whistleblowers coming out saying, Indigenous women are being shackled down and forced to give birth or miscarrying or forced sterilizations in these ICE facilities in the U.S. It's all intentional. The trafficking of these kids is intentional. And who has the money to purchase these children? It's the politicians. It's Border Patrol. You know, it's like there's case after case, study after study that comes out. And I'm sitting here like, wow, we're in 2023 still talking about this. You know, and people are like, oh, well, it's a Republican thing. It's a Democrat thing. No, it's not. It's a U.S. thing. It's all of them. You know, and people want to talk about legality. Tribal, tribal law supersedes state, U.S., federal, and state law. So why aren't tribal courts making the decisions on who was on their homelands? You know, if they want you to go through the, the you know, legal avenues, the legal channels, cool, open them. Like, let's go through those legal channels. But people don't want to do that because then it compromises their privilege, you know, so. But like um, you were saying, like, you're asking, like, well, what's going on with all this or anything, Any basic questions someone might have like where are the kids where are the women it's like well open the books like why are you hiding information like why are you don't have why don't you have more transparency which is like what most things are is like if there's nothing going on then show there's nothing going on. well they've actually been caught by the aclu just shredding documents thousands of documents so if you have nothing to hide why are you shredding documents and then why aren't these agencies being held accountable like, why do these children not matter? It's absolutely dis- disgusting. Well, I think because they think they're commodities. They're, they're above them. That's what, that's what the whole um, doctrine of discovery is, is that 
when we bring up those documents, when we bring up that subject, it 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 says that the children who do not believe in this religion or God get to be put into perpetual slavery, right? Mm-hmm. The slave experience is exactly what you're describing, being sold, being traded, being abused. All that stuff used to happen on slave plantations. They're making shoes and selling them, right? Whatever. You know, slave labor. Whatever it is. They, they get exploited. That's been the policy since they've came because that is the premise of colonialism. Mm-hmm. And, and we get it in different levels. It's not in just, that's the most horrific level. That's the one where you're like, fuck, I can't believe this is happening. Mm-hmm. Yet we still ask them to be moral, but they've never been moral. So you can't ask that question. That's where we get into this, you know, loop where we're like, where are the kids? And where it's it's just wow, we lost those kids. You know, yeah. that's the way you have to take it. It's it's unfortunate. I'm not saying to be numb or and if you could figure out a way to save kids or find kids, and great, that's that should be a a, a system and a priority and audit, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, uh, audit, like, exactly. Yeah. Like we we need to look. It amazes me that people that are rooted in so much science and math, right? We right away, when we talk about indigenous people, we right away go into their spirituality. But the spirituality was based on science and math. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Science and math was spirituality. It baffles my mind that we can't be creative enough if we do care so much about these individuals then we create our own audits. And there's ways to do it, right? We create our own audits. We have to, as a society, start to do that and hold people accountable in that way. But we can't presume that they're going to be moral and that they're going to be good. Because not once in any book, in any history, anything, have they ever been moral. Well, no, they've broken every single treaty. (laughs) Honest. or Exactly. They made 500 treaties, and they broke every single one of them. And those are the law of the <clears throat> land. It's treaty law, and then it everything else follows suit. And so that's why when people talk about like legality, like you, Fonzo, bringing up politics, I love when people bring that shit up to me because I'm like, okay, cool, let's dissect it. But that's me. I'm an educator, right? I have that privilege, and I, I understand. But And then all of a sudden, they don't want to have that conversation. It's like, why? Because now you have to reflect and look in the mirror, you know? Because to me, at this point, like that's you're just being willfully ignorant. You know, turning a blind eye doesn't change what's going on. But see, people like you brought up the the sports team, right? People now attach themselves to a political party, and the football season's over. Okay, let's wait for the next season. The political thing is starting to just never end. Mm-hmm. You know, you get a flag or something like that. So it's like people are starting to attach their whole identity to a political party and whatever jargon or whatever. They got a bunch of parrots just repeating stuff. Like like um, we said earlier, like, oh, who, who built the cages? Or like you said, um, they'll be put into a facility and be like, oh, it's better. Because then people will jump on that and go, well, look at where they came from. This is better and try to justify. Put them in a not good situation is all right okay. when it's not. But look you know? at where gonna, they come I'm going to flip you guys' You got to look I, at I, the push the and way, pull the way, factors. The way I look at it, look like this. Yeah. Look at it like this. And it's going to be weird. I, 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 I want to give a... a a different perspective than us expecting individuals who are liars and thieves any kind of break in being moral. 
They're not. But they're I just think not. The, they're just, they're, they're, that's what they, they pride themselves in, mm-hmm. in lying to your face. You cannot reason peace they, with they, those that don't We know speak that, hate. but it's the greater public that needs to understand that what they envision this country or people that are in control of don't have that morality. Because right now there's a big push between it's not even happening. Mm. That's make believe. Like we but, understand but that, but people that, need but to the person that says this that, is happening. But the person you know that I mean? says that goes and goes and buys Burger King and then takes it to his house and watches <laughs> the news and sits on his couch and says, ah, it's yeah. not happening. And cuddles up with us. Whatever, person. whatever it is. Yeah. It's, it, that's, <laughs> that, but they're not contributing is what I'm saying. Look, yeah. look, we had math, science, spirituality. When you have that kind of structure, let's put it into an analogy and think of an anthill. That's math, science, and spirituality. The spirituality is to build the environment around you and everybody has their role but not all the ants in the forest are helping build this thing they have their own colony in this other anthill has its own colony has its own system has its we're worried about trying to create a one ant race of morality of yeah they have to follow this this moral whatever we feel in our mind when we should be working together with those that want to build the same reality using science math and spirituality that's far stronger than greed and capitalism those are the principles that need to be starting to click now getting back to the girls that have been abused we just talked about a road of hell and they finally land in one place and yeah, they're in a cage. And then they get trafficked to this hotel. But this one girl sees a door open and runs the fuck out of that door and gets away. That was her chance. That's so much trauma and terror. It's just But that's like- her chance because that is life. It's like, think about it. We can't, we can't put ourselves in a situation where we should be safe all the time. Because when a, when a herd of animal are in the wild, that mom is communicating to that, to that fetus or that baby that's about to be born. She's pregnant. She can't stop it. We're moving. Mm-hmm. There's a predator. Mm-hmm. It's telling that baby, get the fuck. When you come out, fucking pump on your feet. You better run. Because I can't help you from this guy over here. He's not going to care. And that's the message that we're giving to this thing. So it comes out of the womb. Boom, it pops upon his feet. And it starts to run. And people protect it. And it's dead. And now it's a group. And it's going. That's life. That's the little girl finding a door, splitting. I'm alive. I'm 15 years old. I just got out of this fucking mess. I'm alive. I'm baby. I just came out of this womb. I'm in the wild, but I'm alive. You see that? That's what I'm trying to inspire in Alienated's community. It's not a... It's about like you and her from the like, same area. Hey, I'm going to call you next Wednesday. What's up, babe? We're having this group and workshop. Okay, boom, the anthill starts to form. But don't worry about those that don't care about your opinion because they will never care about your opinion. They're building the anthill with the whites and the colonials. So I'm, I'm going to tell you a tribute story. So there was a big push. I kept seeing hashtag save the children Save the children. I was like, what is it? I click on I was like, what is this? You know, I was like, 
And I did further research and ended up being like something called QAnon. And I was like, save the children. I started looking. I was like, what? And I was like, well, so you're saying save the children. I was like, okay, no more kids in cages. I'm trying to save the kids too. So uh, me and my friend, they had a they had a uh, save the children rally in Sacramento. So I said, you know what? I'm pulling up. I, I want to know, do y'all really want to save like are you just certain kids? They have to have blonde hair, blue eyes. Do they just got to be from America? Like what kids? Like what do you mean by that? Because when I say, if it was a blonde haired blue eyed kid, I would still not want them to go through whatever they're yeah, going through. No, no. So I went there. Be. You know what? I'm pulling up. How are you doing? Shook hands. Some people had reservations as far as what everything stood for. Open borders, uh, gangs, um, all these things. But when it came down to it, I was like, are you really all right, though? Because you're saying you're worried about children being molested and all these things happening to them, right? At the hands of other people from Oprah, whoever you're saying. You know what that let, is, Let me though? finish my thought, though. Yeah. I was like, so these kids are going through the same thing. And as much as you want to tell me that, well... The parents should have brought them here. So you're basically given a pass for a molestation of a child. And in that moment, people go, oh, well, no, 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 that, no, that's not, no, that's what you said. What that you is, what, I mean? what you're describing is white people not wanting to take responsibility that their government even had that. That's not true. Right. That's yeah. their way of saying it's not true. Yeah. Right. Like, let's save these. Because it's only a few that are right here that are in this little tiny square right here because our government's good. They would never do that. It's just these little yeah. bad apples that are right. They're just, they're not taking responsibility. If you believe in the American government, then you have to take responsibility and say, it was okay to put those people into um, reservations. It was okay to rape and murder um, their moms and dads and even grandmothers and even fathers. Right. It was OK to do that. That's what you're doing when you say I support the U.S. Because that's what they did to us. Now, we survived it because of math, science, spirituality. Nothing breaks that bond because that math, science and spirituality was based on the principles of nature and the rhythms that it has. Those frequencies live inside of us. You can tap in by finding out what those things are. I happened to find out that diet was a key component to living in this way. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by diet, when I say decolonize, mm -hmm. is going, okay, I remember having a conversation with my um, friend, Teso Somok, who was a scholar. He's a scholar. He's thrown down 500 books. He's taught himself how to translate Nahuatl. He's a legend. He's yeah. dope. Dosa Somok. Look him up. And he's a, one of the dopest spoken word artists I've ever heard and a professor, in my life. Yeah. Right? Come on, look him up. Yeah, man. A professor, bro. And, and so he said, hey, man, uh, you're not really Mexica. You don't even eat spirulina. And I was like, what's spirulina? What the hell? You don't know about the mothers? And he starts I, I messed with spirulina. Like he, he, <laughs> he breaks, you know, he, he broke it down. So what, I, what did I do the next day? I went and bought a jar, spirulina, I tried to eat it, and oh, wow, this is hard to eat, and figured out a way to eat it. it smells and, and tastes like the ocean. <laughs> right, right. And so I implemented that in my life, Yeah. right? Because my ancestors did that in their lives. So I'm trying to decolonize, right? At the time, I was eating meat. Mm -hmm. 
and drinking, right? Well, my friend Chilan came and said, hey, try maca root, try cacao. Man, put some chia seeds in your water. Mm. I started, it was like the creator was just like, now you have spirituality. Now you have identity. Now you have food. Now make it complete. Well, what does that mean? Do I just eat this and that's it? No, because when you eat those things, when you eat spirulina, when you eat cacao, when you eat maca root, when you eat these mineral-based foods, your appetite becomes less. Mm. So then now you have power over food. When you have power over food, you're implementing fasting. Fasting state. You ever try chlorella too? Yeah, I drink. Yeah. I drink it. You know, every now and then. Sometimes it gives me. It's um, like a powder, almost like a blue algae, like spirulina too. Yeah, um, yeah. I actually drink chlorophyll, not chlorella. I, I think it, there's the components of uh, that yeah. in, and then chlorophyll is what I drink. Yeah, yeah. and I, I drink sea moss. I, I eat pine pollen. I eat my I my diet. I've come to figure out when it comes to this way of walking. Like I said, I'm not just going to say I'm indigenous. I want to find out what that is. I understood that in that time we didn't have refrigerators. So storing food for long periods of time, what are those foods? Using common sense, using math, using frequency, using all that connection with Mother Earth, I figured out it's seeds. Seeds could be stored for five, six, seven, eight years in a clay pot now. If my harvest is good, I have hundreds of these pots. I don't need a lot of food. As a matter of fact, it was the opposite. Colonial thought is, oh, the big brave man who eats all this food. When in our world, in my opinion, this is just my theory. Don't take it word for word, please, because I have a lot of those fans that say, oh, no, that's not the way it is. But I would imagine that the greatest warrior eats last. He eats last. Make sure everyone else is fed first. Because I have power over food. I have an intention. I need to be focused. That's what I mean, uh, implementing these things, implementing the calendar count of the Tonapowali. Man, just look at the sunrise once in your life. And don't say a word. Have you tried uh, cutting out sugar too? Yeah, I don't eat. I eat sugar, not like like I'll eat a donut. Yeah, you know, my I have a seven year old man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna eat those things, but I'm, I don't indulge. Yeah, I don't yeah. indulge. I, and and I've come to figure out that those, you know, sweets and sugar is 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 a bacterial uh, uh, a microbacterial war mm-hmm. because your buildup of this bad bacteria in your stomach, which is causing inflammation, which ah. is triggering you. Even when you pass by, that bacteria senses it with your eyes and tells you to eat it. So there's a bacteria controlling that. It's like it's called a parasite, right? Yeah. These, the, and to control those parasites, you can't be the greatest warrior with parasites. <laughs> and I'm not saying that I don't have it. Yeah. But I'm in my way of cleansing it. I eat once a day. I stay to that diet once a day. Vegetarian. 
Well, Plant I think, based. Uh, I ask that because um, I think we're on similar paths as far as changing diet and trying to be more mindful of what we put in our bodies, you know? Mm. Um, I mean, like, alcohol just wasn't, drugs just wasn't my thing. I couldn't, it just yeah. tore the my spirit thing. up, you know? Yeah, the but first. the sugar thing, I had asthma my whole life. I realized I gained a little weight, I had inflammation. Cut out, like, the candy, the sweets, sodas. Like, my body healed itself. Like, I mm. feel... 50 million times better and i'm not telling saying that to say my way is better than someone that consumes donuts and everything but i realize on my path cutting that out of my diet just enabled me to be a better person and i wouldn't have known and wouldn't have known until i tried it you know what i mean to know this is what fits me best because someone might have a donut every day and be living their best life and i was like that's cool for you but i can't do it you mm-hmm. know what i mean or they might do certain things and i realized to just try certain things, like a lot of things you're talking about, like um, the vegan thing. Mm. How am I going to know mm. unless I try it? Right. And it, it, everything you're saying, it sounds like it's to better ourselves, to find a better understanding, to live a more complete life. And it's like, I've tried so many things that probably weren't good. Why don't I try what you're suggesting too? You know what I mean? Like, well, it's it really, sense, it, it's not know? so, it's, it's, it's like, we have to use our, our community as reference points, yeah. not truth. But reference points. The truth will come in your implementation of whatever you learned from whatever I, I said, she said, Armando said, whoever. It's how you implement it in your life. You have to be the one that's disciplined enough. And then you'll come to figure out, well, I have a different routine. Ah. I, eat my, I eat my breakfast first. And then I eat my powders and then or I eat it in the middle or I like to do it with nothing in my stomach. So that all I have is minerals. And then after that, it's hydration till about 2 p.m. That's deep. If I if if I want to eat, it's going to be a salad, which is still water. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then by four o'clock, I start to go, oh, I'm hungry. Ah, let me drink a coconut water. Mm-hmm. Now it's seven o'clock. I'm defeating my urges to overindulge in something I really don't need because I already know it's bad. It's flour, it's soy, it's all these things. So I'm going to minimize that. But I'm not going to minimize pine pollen. I'm not going to minimize maca root. I'm not going to minimize spirulina. I'm going to increase that. So I don't have to eat the junk. If I want, I don't have to eat at all today. I have that discipline. I have that connection. When you start to fast, you'll start to connect to your own self because your own self is begging you for food. But you're going, no, you're okay. There's, you're a part of the universe. There's a, you're, um, you're a part of a mystery. There is no beginning or end to you. So control it. That's, that's, that's what you get into when you have this type of approach to life. Yeah. It's not the right way. It's just a way. Yeah. There's a, um, a, a thinker type author. His name's Wallace D. Waddles. He has a whole book about it's the science of being healthy. And he talks about just as much as we think we're hungry, we're not that hungry. We don't need, like, exactly what you just said. And I tried my best to implement it, but I just, I got appetite. I'm going to go no, get a taco it's, truck it's, and stuff. Nobody, but I just realized that, like, in the process of like everything you're saying, like to each of us, it's our responsibility to free ourselves as much as we're capable of based upon our consciousness because you, no one was going to tell me to get sober. Mm. No one was going to tell mm. you 
you you had to do it. Mm-hmm. So anybody listening, watching, you you want to learn a new language, like you have to do it. You have to free yourself. You have and to open take the steps. Yeah, you know? it's not a couple of YouTube's and you're done. It's, yeah, or, or it's not mm-hmm. a couple of weeks with spirulina and you're cured. It's not that. Yeah. So to change these habits, all I wanted to do was erase what was imposed on me. Yeah. Meat was imposed on me, mm-hmm. right? Alcohol was imposed on me. So I left that. That was the first thing to go. I didn't even think twice about it. It's it's just something that that was imposed on me, and that's easy to erase. Yeah. If you're willing to do it, if you're going out and spending your money and getting the finest beer and the finest meat, well, then you're participating with that anthill of oppression and and child trafficking yeah. and corporate greed. That's that anthill. Go do that anthill. It's cool. You could do that anthill. Everybody exists in the forest. Yeah. Not once did indigenous people say, oh, look, we're scared and we need to have a heaven. It was never that way. Stop it. We were strong. We had wisdom and insight. Math, science, spirituality. And those dots are plentiful for you to find out. You know, I started with the foods that I mentioned spirulina, maca, chia, cacao, and I implemented hemp for amino acids. I drank that every day, and then I started saying, well, fuck, I'm only eating one today. Hmm. It was just knowing the science of food. In a state of greed, you don't know any science. You know the science of being an idiot. (laughs) So we have to come back down to earth and just find our identity, find spirituality, but take care of yourself. And when we say that, sometimes it's a trauma. Oh, I don't need to take care of myself. Of yeah. course you need to take care of yourself. <laughs> right. I'm not saying that the warriors were the last to eat because they were the most unhealthy. Nah, they were the most disciplined. Mm-hmm. They never forgot. They got up at six in the morning just to get that tiny bit of advantage over somebody who didn't get up at six in the morning to look at the color of that sun coming out as it comes through the sky. Taking the moment to know and notice that the sun is going down and everything stops, but thanks for that day. Gratitude, humility, connection. That was the essence of who we were. That was our strength. We have that. Look at LA ladies, man. It's going to be millions. I can, I can feel it. You're out there. And there is no leaders when, we have, when our anthill is destroyed. We only have community and building and coming together so that one day, 100 years from now, we have that community. We have that bond. Do us a favor, hit that like button, share the video, comment on the video. Um, we got Fonzo in the building. Hey, Yo, and hit the like and, button and tell someone else. And, 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 and by the way, you know, you're a hip-hop artist. Yeah, I rap a little oh, bit. Oh. rap a little something. Do you? Yeah. Let's see. Presents and, and, and some <laughs> lyrics here and there. Sweet. I try um, to. What type of projects are you working on? Um, any new videos, any current videos you want our fans and listeners to uh, go check out? So um, I got a YouTube page. Um, it's basically got uh, 
three newer songs. Um, I got an album that I'm working on. It's called uh, High Gravity. Um, it's basically stands for like a higher consciousness. Um, the songs I have on my YouTube, if you look up Fonzo, Power Your Mind, um, For the Kids, and then No More Kids in Cages. Um, I got some other songs. The next song I'm releasing is called Sober. Um, I got like some love songs and stuff like that too, but I felt like as far as uh, the next chapter of my life and um, what I consider getting a second chance to um, be something of value to the world and everyone, I wanted to put something good into the world. So Power Your Mind is a song about manifesting, uh, believing in yourself. Um, just basically says, if you get it, you can get it if you want. All you got to do is try. So it's a song about encouragement for the kids. Um it, part of it says the world needs you dreamer the world needs you lover the world needs you peacemaker without you we in trouble so i'm trying to just um get lyrics like that into the songs um no more kids in cages is basically um my experience um with organizing rallies um being in various actions um meeting people like tina and other brown berets and just my whole experience um for the, the, the time I was organizing, I summed it up in a song to try to just explain to people that um, there is there is something going on. You know, there is, whether you want to accept it or not or try to point fingers, I just feel like that it, 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 as human beings, it's, it's an it's a, it's a issue of us starting to understand that the world gets better when we start, like you're saying, taking accountability, um, trying to better ourselves, and then trying to trying our best to have empathy and be concerned. So I'm trying to tie all those elements into my music. Um, the sober song I actually started the song when I wasn't sober and finished it after I got clean. So cool. that's the next song I'm dropping. Um, and I, I think the sober thing came first, um, in this new chapter in my life, um, getting closer with my spirituality. Um, God, creator, um, it's it's a trip because I've been, I had to go to a 12-step program where I go voluntarily each day. So I've been to programs where they pray to God and then they they speak to creator. And I, I've seen so much similarities in different groups of people that wouldn't always intermingle to where, like, we're all trying to find a way to be better and just figure this out you know so it was an interesting uh process for me and then um the last part was starting to eat better and then you know so but yeah that's kind of what i got um the album it's about 20 songs i'm just uh i've been touring doing a lot more shows um the album's done i'm just kind of slowly releasing songs the next song so we'll be out in about a month or so so how important is touring zero because like i said i met fonzo at on tour in Colorado. idaho <laughs> it was it my experience when I went to Mexico City. Man, that was they're, they're like these little moments in your life where you're able to express art. Like it's not like a painting, right? Like you get to actually physically do your thing in front of people. And <clears throat> there was one story I have when I went to Mexico City. There was a little Geo Metro. You know what those look like? Yeah, like a little, little eight cars. Like Dude, there little, was ten yeah. fools in that and uh -huh. a dog. Ten guys and a dog were in that car. Yeah. <laughs> and I was standing out, outside the venue, and they look at me, and they're like, oh, zero, and phones. Like, yeah, damn. They were so freaking excited. Like, if they saw the freaking Beatles or some shit. 
And that connection, it when we went back, it was just double. So it's super important to tour. Um, yeah, man, that, that's probably one of the most essential things you do as an artist. Unfortunately, you know, as an artist like myself, I had children, so I couldn't tour the way. Um, I wasn't going to be an irresponsible dad. Yeah. Like, I had to raise those dudes as best as I could. A balance, you know, you know as but, you can. But now, you know, they're bigger, and, and we're still making music, and we're still active, so. Um, but it is an important component, and, and look at the connections that come from it. You know, yeah. you met them on tour, and that's a great thing. And for me, too, like, I think, like, you could go and... I could have a shirt. You could replicate the shirt. You could maybe replicate my song, but you can't replicate my performance. I'm going to have to show up. Mm-hmm. And True. a lot of uh, my performances I try to use as impromptu connecting to the audience, talking about a lot of principles that you brought up, mm. which I think sums up to each person trying to find their way to free themselves to figure out how am I going to do this better and be a better part of the anthill to make the anthill stronger. You know what I mean? So that, that, that's the community you know I mean? that we all like, you want it to function in that way. Yeah. You want it to function and everybody being okay with their role. Yeah. In, in that, if you study anthills, you'll see how fluid they work. They almost look like the blood cells in our body yeah. when you're looking at it. Right. And everything has its own role. Every compartment has its own purpose. And, and that takes community, communication, connection, love right but see with me i'm that one ant will be in one anthill and i'm like what's going on with the other anthill and well, all of a sudden i'm like oh there's, but there's some other there's, ants over here and i'm all chopping it up <laughs> and i'm like hey come come with these ants like we're over here like we got so much and then all of a sudden it's like all these ants are mingling that you wouldn't have thought would be and then someone's gonna be to the side like, hey it's cool man this ain't for you but this is for us as bridge builders peacemakers trying to find ways because i, I would have never known I could have so much in common with you or Armando or Tina if we weren't in certain spaces like this to be like, I, after this, there's so much stuff I want to learn about how your, 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 your diet is, bro. Like right. just, I would have never known, but just to have a conversation. I mean, and there's it's probably a stuff it's a that process. we do different too, but those things that we do in common, I want to build on those. You know what I mean? It's a process, bro, because, you know, like to fall in love with yourself in a way that's healthy and humble. Mm-hmm is is a is the mastery of our ancestors right because we're dreamers we're powerful dreamers yeah um in whatever capacity and whatever size of dream you know and i when i've come to figure out the leadership i found more and more how much they sacrificed of themselves when it came to leadership positions they would do the things that you wouldn't, that you would, you go, oh, what? President Trump is fasting for 14 days? Really? Yeah, because he, you know, he feels bad for the kids. And that's the leadership we had. You know, those are the type of men that kind of we looked up to and went, wow, we want to be that. I want to be that. I want to be that strong. Right? I want to be that connected to nature. It's all a process and a road. And it doesn't happen overnight. And the building of the anthill is the beauty part of it because you're taking nothing and you're making something out of it. Yeah. Right? 
And it's not, it, unfortunately, bro, it's not going to be a unified thing in the way you think it is, where everyone's included and everyone, because different ideas exist, right? Some people want to be dysfunctional. They want to live in that greed. It was like that one kid is like, just everyone put your head down and we'll go to recess. And one kid was like, I'll put my head down. He's like, bro, we're trying to go to recess. He's like, nope, not yeah. putting my head down. I was like, get this guy out of here. Just put yeah. your head down, bro. Right, no. Right. right. No, but, you know, I just, I'm, I'm, I understand in my own way how nature works. Yeah. And nature has so many anomalies to it. Yeah. And I'm not trying to figure it out, but I am trying to survive. Yeah. And I am trying to be aware. And to do that, if I focus on myself, what I mean by myself is the health of myself, mm -hmm. right? How fast I can run, how long I can run, how long I can go without food, without harming myself, testing my spiritual strength. That, you know, when I started following our indigenous ways, I ran into the Nemotemi and I didn't know anything about it. I didn't study with an elder, but I knew that they fasted for five days. So I just said, okay, I'm going to fast for five days. And I practiced the first year for two days. And then I went into the five day commitment. And then I did That's it deep. a year again. And then I did it a year again. And guess what? By my fourth year, I said, I'm never going to do, I'm never going to stop doing this. I'm getting more connected with myself. Colonial distractions don't have power over me anymore. The more I do this. And there's other components like burning fires on the solstice and equinoxes. That means you're on time. Not a colonial time. Mm -hmm. The universe's time. That, that takes practice. But the journey is so fun. I had such a blast getting to these points, creating a community that I completely love, right? Our little anthill, <laughs> which I know one day is going to be a massive multi-million anthill that works in the principles of nature for the preservation of the next seven generations before, before, we got to save them. That's why we do the things we do. That's why we become these strong individuals. Because we're seeing seven generations into the future. Right? That's why we do this. No more kids in cages. 100 years from now, no more kids in cages. And if we get serious about it, we'll, it'll, it'll stop. Right? I think, though, like, so, like I said, I, I did the shirt thing, right? And then with each shirt, you would get, like, an info sheet. So under the last administration, the information as far as to pinpoint what's going on, stats, facts, situations, it was easy to find. Now we get a new administration, and all of a sudden the same people that was – the only thing I think – that kind of, because if you look at the Border Patrol, they're backed by the National Border Patrol Council, which supports all right wing, anything like that. So I looked at it like this, is, is when the new administration came, they leaked photos of what's going on at the border, right? Mm. To try to shame this one person. In my head, I'm like, oh, 
thank you for showing actual facts that you want to say he's doing it's been going on now you have proof you want to say it's him but it was you before so before i get off topic though now we got a new administration the infos where's everybody at that was searching and digging all these documents and and they, they're like oh wait let's back off so that's the kind of part that bugs me like the humanity side okay like our our team's in now our football team's in season so we gotta do this like people put their uh they put their principles aside for the politics i'm you not sure I mean? i'm not sure it's that i'm sure that just they're just not educated enough they don't have enough interest to and go they're against all, they're to, all rooted in greed yeah that or or that, just or just safe with like it's kind of like man whenever i talk about colonials i just think about them coming in their their wagons you know what yeah. i mean like the you know and they're all huddled together and yeah they're killing natives but i'm okay you know it's that same mentality that same attitude yeah. right and they're and and they're giving up their the the feeling of safety they're giving up their rights their freedom maybe the dude takes advantage of the wife you know who knows these guys are are not moral people we have to break the understanding that we live in a place where it's fair because it's not fair mm -hmm. it's not fair but doesn't mean you can't exist maybe you can master not fair right to be a wild animal in the in the wild it's not fair you have to learn how to be a good animal in the wild same thing they're not all knowing they're not all, they they have too much propaganda and, and they, i don't know how their elders or their leaders didn't fucking shut that off a long time ago and almost like they got hyped on it saying how great they are and how wise they are and look at what the cities we built and none of it it's just whack it's all stupid and greedy and everybody betrayed everyone and it's just worse than rome worse yet we give them so much credit. I think it's a matter though, like if you look from the beginning, everything was set up and then they didn't let anyone else participate till many years later. So you well, can call that whatever you want to call it. But what I'm saying though is, is it went so long. So like people don't understand that all these things that were set up, like the, the the lawyers, the judges, the laws, the police officers, they let certain people have those spots and said, okay, women, you can vote. Now color people. Now segregation just barely ended too, and people don't accept I, that. Even worse you know than that. Mean? Even worse than that. Even worse than that. Let's break it down even worse than that, right? And this happened recently, maybe in your grandfather's time, but the invention of the social security number. What did that mean? Break it down, man. Educate right. me. Okay. The invention of the social security number meant that they were going to register every life, right? And with that life, one day it's going to be old enough to earn money, right? And once it earns money, guess what? It gets taxed. Nah. It's responsible for this amount of money. But that's not the evil part. The evil part is, wow. Let's sell this stock and create a bond because when that matures, right? When these bonds mature, like the baby matures, it'll start paying into that bond. 
That is slavery. That means 32 to 40 to 52% for the rest of your life, you will be paying taxes. Right? Right? Not only you, but your baby. Yeah. Not only that, but his baby. It's Not only labor. that, but her baby. They went through all that tea in the water and then just turned around and did the same thing. So it's kind of weird how like the people that came here felt depressed and then they're like, okay, now we got some comfort. Now let's try that, that, our that, oppression that. skills. But the folks that come here didn't come out of oppression. That's another fairy tale they tell us in school. Those were folks, like I said, you look what happened in Australia. They did the same thing here. They banished the exiled folks that were murderers, that were rapists, that were thieves, like the scum of the scum. They didn't want them there, right? So they sent them here. Y'all read that settlement. That is book, a right? fallacy that we're taught. Like, oh, they came here for mm-hmm. religious freedom and X, Y, and Z. No, they knew that this continent was rich in resources. World trade had been going on. This was not a new world. Mm-hmm. Once again, it's just another lie that, you know, like they say that book, that lies my teacher told me. It's a, it's a complete fallacy. So people can't be surprised that all this violence and rape and murder and, and thievery is going on when literally those are the people that came here and established the colony. You know, and I, it's a colony. It's not a country. A country is natural. A colony is, you know, a foreign entity establishing foreign borders and foreign laws. And so that's what the United States is. It is not a country. This is a colony, 100%. I, I like what um, Jordan Maxwell said. You know, he said, you know, criminal justice system, right? Criminal justice system. It's telling you who runs the show. Uh-huh. It's telling you right there. He's telling you criminals run the justice system because this is the criminal justice system. Yeah. It's telling you the criminals run the justice system. I mean, so we're the largest militarized uh, entity in the world, right? We only make up five percent of the global population. And that's not conspiracy, and that's not that's so stats. you CIA agents that are like you know plotting and shit. <laughs> that's that's natural. And everything like, I say, y'all can Google it because yeah. these aren't opinions. It's literally like an object, an what? objective observation. You know. I think once you know that when they gave everybody you know spy technology in their hand. You know, they didn't realize that people were going to start researching about the past and true history, right? And when you dig deep, 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 you start to realize that, wait, well, maybe the white man wasn't the first guy to come over here. (laughs) And maybe the guys that came were so ruthless and so just cold-hearted and so dysfunctional that they had to do the task of, you know, passing their disease raping women, abducting children. I mean, what do you think? They just sat there and learned our language? No, they abducted children and made them fucking teach them. They don't play fair. That's what I'm trying to say. So there's no reason to complain about them. Mm -hmm. But you can apply the principles of our ancestors who mastered math, science, spirituality, botany they created things like masatsin said they cut the flower they didn't uproot it take it to another country bury it or whatever they severed it the root is still connected so for someone like me because I'm, I'm i'll be the first to be like i don't know i'll be i'm ignorant i don't know what you're talking about so math science in terms of, well, spirituality, in terms of trying to 
raise awareness and make sure that these atrocities ain't being committed to refugees? How would we apply that to get a solution? I think that you're not going to stop it. And the only way you stop it is by creating strong circles, mm-hmm. right? Creating leaders. Yeah. Right. Not not going, oh, you're the leader. And now come over here and lead us over here and come over there and lead us over there. No, because honestly, man, I looked at it like and I, I don't mean to use terms loosely, but a lot of times and I'll say this with the utmost respect, someone this white, when they start feeling colored people's plights. However it works, things change when one of them is like, what? Are you kidding me? That's then enough of them, like all through history, whatever changes we had was, in my opinion, because collectively people outside of us going through it were like, hey, that's fucked up. Well, that's fucked up. You know what I mean? So just the best way, the best way I can explain it is like, I I, kind of sometimes just meditate and go like, why, why are we so um, dysfunctional? Yeah. Why can't we find the right individuals to to get along enough to to make change? Yeah. Right? And then I think really hard and I go, well, I'm going to break the fantasy and the lies that books gave me and start, you know, feeling what truth is, right, by doing the research and getting reference points and, and putting the puzzle together in my own way. And you realize that it's a, t- a child abduction indoctrination thing that happened 150 years ago. That's a lot of generations, bro. Mm-hmm. That's your grandpa's grandpa. Yeah. Right? So that, that's how we're lost. But here's what they fucking didn't know. Is that memory does not live in the mind. It lives in your blood. When you severed the flower, the root was still connected to the earth. And we can tap into our blood memory, our genetic memory. How? By letting go and understanding how you connect with nature. That will give you a mirror to see yourself. When you see yourself, then you'll do the things you need to do to heal yourself. Now you're ready to meet the challenges of life. That's how you do it. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably need more time to marinate on it. <laughs> it's colonizing. It's unlearning yeah. and relearning. It's a process. It's a process, man. <coughs> For all of our viewers and listeners, we are going to be giving away a shirt. Oh, yeah. Right, Vonzo? Yeah, we got shirts. Go ahead and stand up and show people that, that, that shirt you're wearing right so now, man. Check it. This is the uh, the No More Kids in Cages shirt that's got the uh, El Salvador flag on it. Because, like I said, people took offense to, um, to me making a shirt with the Mexico flag. I, I'm Mexican, so I understand that this is not just a Mexico thing. Um, there's Hondurans, Salvadorians, Guatemalans, people from all over the country that are um, in these situations where they're just being taken advantage of. So um, it was a long time coming, but I finally just literally got these this morning. Um, So I got these. 
Um, I got uh, some Soldado shirts, some Mijente shirts. I got a whole variety. And I don't know how you want to give the shirt away, but if they want to just somehow I could post pictures or something like that, or they could just pick whatever they want. And Absolutely. Just make out. sure you're subscribed to our YouTube channel. Follow Fonzo on Instagram. Follow Zero on Instagram. Follow LA Natives on Instagram. And just let us know you did all that, and we'll go ahead and give you a shirt. And yeah. Just shoot us your address, and we'll go ahead and mail it out. What sizes do they come in? Uh, I got small up to up to five X. I got hoodies Damn. too. Five X. Yeah, women's cut. Yeah, whatever you Kinda? want. Whatever you want, just ask. <laughs> but um, yeah, just make sure you're thanks, you're following. Thanks, everything. Uh, thanks for giving away some merchandise. Oh yeah, know, and not, that's the thing though. Well, like people have to realize too. What what Alienators really have to realize, like that stuff costs money. Like it costs money to print shirts, you know. And when someone gives it away. You know, that's what I'm trying to point out is the generosity that comes to the community, right? Well, this like the, the community, the no more kids in cages shirts. Like as much as like, like you said, the shirts cost money, but I was able to use that money to do rallies and travel and get out of my bubble and realize that it's not just a Tracy thing, a Stockton thing. It's not Sacramento. It's not Fresno. I managed to get all the way to SoCal to connect. Oh. I met head on. I met people like Eden that were all I would have never met them. Haven't, haven't I just said, hey, this is something that we all need to somehow get together on, you know? Right. So, and to for me, if I got to give someone a shirt and they're going to wear a shirt that says no more kids in cages, it's going to strike some kind of dialogue, a sideways look, make someone feel a certain kind of way to where it's on their mind. So if I got to give someone <coughs> a shirt and they're going to wear it and be and still be furthering the cause. Dope. You know, that's that's my part. And I there's people I know there's there's lawyers, there's the different different people that are doing different things. But like you said, we go back to the anthill thing. Mm. I make music and I make merchandise. So that was my contribution. I was able to write papers to try to spread awareness that way. And you know I'm sure I mean? it'll I'm I'm sure it won't stop there. I think if yeah. you're dedicated to resolving and we all are in in our own way, doing our own um, intentions to do that. That's, yeah. that's, that's an important thing, a master yourself, because, you know, you start to get into the philosophies of what they understood. So then that's more deep. It's like, it's like, like when you find identity, it doesn't stop there. You find identity and then it goes deeper and deeper and deeper, right? And then you find ceremony, right? And it goes deeper and deeper and deeper. And when you find ceremony, you finally get a choice. Do I want to walk this path or do I want to walk that path? Right. And then you start to decolonize. Right. Yes. That's when diet comes in. And it's because a you can't say it, it can't be just a decolonization of the mind. Mm -hmm. Right. The mind doesn't function in that way. Healthy mind, healthy body, healthy spirit. You know, for me, it's more like if, if you can take care of the organs inside your body, you know, by eating the foods that benefit those things. Right. If you can make sure that your blood is clean. Right. By not consuming the things that man, you, you brought up the subject of sugar, right? Yeah. You know what, what, which was one of the most profitable cash cows for the queen of England? Sugar, 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 sugar. She fucking collected on sugar. Like, so now we're talking about the colonial, right? Mm -hmm. So we're like, well, fuck it. I'm going to eliminate my sugar. I'm going to limit yeah. it. If I can erase it. Great. Yeah. I cut out red meat. I cut, I don't eat animals. I'm almost oh. vegan. I don't dairy, all of that. And sure. you do feel a difference. And a lot of folks don't understand, like, your 
socially conditioned to eat these foods that make you sick, but mm. that is intentional. Eating cows, eating pigs, that stuff rots in your gut for two weeks. And it's, parasites. It's directly, and, like, leaded, it's, like, linked to colon cancer and diabetes and heart think, disease and all this stuff and dairy and folks are just so accustomed to it and we have so much data out there but that's that unlearning and relearning and it does take discipline but your body will feel so much better when you are eating things designed to heal you like the brother said as opposed to keep you sick and you will noticeably see a difference i, I think though like for me being new to a lot of subjects y'all are speaking about and i'll be i'll be humble enough to say it but it's just like to know that I'm living this way, it's like if someone can't do that, if they feel like they need to do certain things, can you still balance having empathy? Can you still balance, you know, the uh, do unto others? Can you still be a good person? Can you still at least do that? Because I don't want to ever, like, say I'm doing this, and if you're not doing this, then you can't ever reach levels of a higher consciousness because I realize at this point in my life, I have a limited amount of time that's not promised to me. We're all at different levels of learning and consciousness. Some people are going to be employees, employers, business owners. Some person's going to be a manager. Some person's going to sweep. And the sweeper might not always have the capabilities that from creator or whatever you believe in. They're not going to be able to be a business owner. So that person, how do we lift the sweeper up to still be like, hey, you're just sweeping and you're cool with doing that. But how could you raise your, you want to eat meat? Cool. You want to still eat sugar, but can you understand these other principles that, that um, even if you someone else is going through something, it still matters. You could still care. You could still get involved. You could still say, hey, that's not right. That's not nice. The most simple, simplified version. That's not nice. You know what I mean? Because it starts, for me, change starts with ourselves. And then being an example of it, like when we talked earlier, it was like, trying to be an example like you said you wanted to decolonize so you started taking steps to do that and then so whatever steps someone sees i just want to encourage people to take whatever steps forward for progress to make yourself better because as, as you become better as much as i want to say you should do this or everyone should do everything i want to because i want people to experience what i'm experiencing but as we each change at our pace the world gets better you know what i mean so I'll go on these long tangents. You know what I mean? Like that. I'd say but. Meet Your Meat is a great documentary, 10 minutes. I mean, if you're consuming that, sit down for 10 minutes, see what you're really eating, you know, see how compassionate it is. So I'll just throw that out there real fast. Meet Your Meat. <laughs> I, I kind of get what you're saying. Yeah. You know, like, you know, I'm I'm at entry level. You know, this is all new to me. Yeah. I got into, you know, saving kids from cages, not, you know, reevaluating my diet. Like, <coughs> Excuse me. I think it was all a process of <coughs> spiritual growth. It's all it started with though, me you know? realizing I, I needed to be more empathetic. I think that, and then everything kind of just well. I mean, flowed, you know what I mean? It, it starts that way with everyone. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I don't think it, it's it's you're not new to this experience because I'm like I'm like not, not I'm not trying. I hope I'm not trying to get the vibe that I I know anything or that I'm better than anyone. But my journey began a long time ago. You know, and it did consist of me fighting with myself going, well, maybe I don't have to leave this stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. But the more I got into the math, the science and the spirituality, I started 
putting holes in all those things because mm-hmm. they're like, wait a minute, uh, you have to be disciplined. You have to be like, let me give you an example in the middle of the Nemotemi, in the, ne- in the middle of the five day fasting. On the third day, on my first year, my son asked me to make him something to eat. In my mind, I went, what the hell are you doing? Why are you asking me? <laughs> Trying to tell me? No. Are, you, are you crazy? Like, I started getting upset. And then a little voice inside my, in my heart said, but he didn't make the commitment you did. Yeah. And I looked at his face, and it was a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I go, no, I'm happy to make you food and stick to my commitment. Yeah, there's nobody here. I can eat that. But then I'll know that I ate that. Yeah. And I broke my own commitment to my own self, so I cannot do that. Yeah. I'm not telling you to do that, bro. I'm telling you what I did. Yeah. And I'm not saying that anybody should do what I did. Because yeah. maybe there's other people who know exactly what to do on the Nemotemi. I'm riding off a of blood memory. Mm-hmm. Because everything that I turned to for facts and truth was sponsored by a Carnegie, a Rockefeller, a DuPont. They had an agenda of an indoctrination that happened over 200 years ago. They've been telling my grandfather's 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 the same stories. I have to break that story. Mm. It stops with me. That's why I'm zero. Because it stops with me. I'm breaking it. I don't believe your story. And I believe in that son. And I know how to communicate to that fire. I know what it tells me in my heart. And my heart don't lie to me because I'm connected to me. This is the journey. It starts where you're at right now. Maybe two years from now, you'll be like, dude, I'm full vegan. I fast for 10 days. Like I run 10 miles. We don't know. Putting pressure on me now, man. (laughs) Two years, I can't even look you in the eye. Just straight bacon, dog. Uncooked. Pig is like the worst thing for your body. But the inspiration, the inspiration that that we have for one another. Yeah. You know, I I enjoy those stories because I was there. I was the one going, I don't want to stop eating this. Why do I have to? That doesn't have anything to do with consciousness and this and that and blah, blah, blah. But when you got to fasting... You don't need nothing. Man, now it's if you ever invite me. If Zero ever invites me to eat, I'm, I'm always going to be like, hey, dog, I already ate because you're going to make me feel insecure now. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> the problem not, is like the stuff not, in our that's food. That's not what I'm saying. It's just a joke, bro. I just, yeah. I joke a lot. It's I know, not clean. I know, it's but, but I, I don't mean it that way. I mean yeah. it like everyone's on the, that's the one thing that, you know, I'm glad that you brought up the other points because yeah. I always say on the show that we got entry level person to, yeah. You know, someone who knows Masatin's information, right? So that's like a big, big disparity in between, right? And I'm like in the middle of that, mm-hmm. right? And I claim not to even be in the middle. I just claim to be. Mm-hmm. Whatever I know, I know it's just one experience that will be gone in the next moment. These podcasts are important because I put my heart into it. I invite people that I feel have voice, Mm -hmm. who have something relevant, because I trust in universal love. Ah, You see, that's powerful, right? And in that (laughs) universal love, there's death. Not something that we need to get reacquainted with in a different way. Mm -hmm. Breaking our perspective, trusting our own selves. How do we find the answers? Stare deeply into a sunrise. 
Ask the question. Then try to translate what that son told you through art, through being a human, whatever. It's up to you. Yo, Fonzo, really appreciate you coming down to downtown Los Angeles, being a part of the LA Natives crew. We got head on in the building. Head on. Head on. Shout out head on. Any last words, Zero? Nah, man, it was a fun show. I felt like uh, I really needed this show for therapy for me, you know, because we always have adversity in our lives. And um, and I just want to be grateful. I mean, today, you know, I was able to see that sunrise and it was, I didn't have words for it. It had a certain color. It had a certain connection. I just hope that you guys get to experience that same thing. So we'll see you next Wednesday. Tonansi.